Hello once again and welcome to Rams Revealed. I'm your host, J.B. Long. Hope you're having a great week. Looking forward to being back at SoFi Stadium. Another primetime opportunity. This time it's Monday Night Football for Los Angeles as the Chicago Bears come in at 5-1 and one with the Rams looking to bounce back from the loss in San Francisco. They're now 4-2. and two. And we'll preview that Week 7 contest with today's guest, Josh Reynolds, who's coming off the first touchdown of his season. Let's welcome him to the Rams Reveal podcast for the first time. Josh, how are you today? I'm good, JB. Appreciate you having me, man. Oh, it's nice to see you. And with that uh, Monday night football game, I understand you catch an extra day in this week's schedule. Made me wonder, normally Tuesday is a player's day off for the Rams. How do you like to make use of that time when you're away from the facility? Uh, me, I, I, I bank uh, plenty of rest. You know, I can't, I can't never get enough sleep, man. So, uh, you know, Tuesdays for me is a... Uh, is a time to kind of just relax and get my body back centered. And so, um, you know, Tuesdays, <laughs> Tuesdays are the best. Got your feet up, maybe uh, working the TV a little bit, occasional nap. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I like that. Plenty of naps, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Very good. Well, uh, as we're midweek here, I wonder, have you and your teammates now put that Niners loss behind you mentally and emotionally? Oh, yeah, man. We, we, we put that behind us. Uh, yeah, it was it Monday? You know, Monday we we watched we watched the film, correct the things we need to correct, and uh, you know now now we're on to the Bears, man. All right. Well, I'll be careful not to make you dig back into the past too much with these uh, upcoming questions. But you know, it struck me that you've had arguably the best view of Jared Goff's career, Cooper Cup's career. On Sunday night, were you even thinking to yourself, "Man, these guys never miss these opportunities"? No, oh, man. It's it's uh it's definitely uncharacteristic of them, and uh and uh. You know, not expecting it to happen again. So, uh, you know, it, it was a it was an outlier for game for sure, man. And uh, and uh, you know, and, and that, I think that was the biggest thing that that we took from it was just uh, our um, that we 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 lost the game ourselves. You know, we didn't we didn't get it. and so uh, and so you know, there's a lot of lot of lot of great takeaways from it. Just knowing that uh, you know, moving forward, you know, get those things corrected make the plays that we're supposed to make, and um, and we're in that game easy. Well, you were in the game after your touchdown grab, uh, one of the many highlights for the Rams despite the loss. Can you tell us about it through your eyes as you went up and I guess kind of came down? I understand you said you missed time your jump to make that touchdown grab. Yeah, man. Uh, um, it was it was something we were, we were, we were trying to dial up on the game, and, uh, and uh, we finally caught him in quarters. Uh, safety, safety. Uh, he, he stopped his feet just uh, just enough to where uh, it, it got Jared to trigger on that uh, on that blazer right I had. So uh, you know, I'm just glad he let it go and gave me a 50-50 ball to uh, to be able to make that play, man. You saw it. Jared clearly saw it. And I don't know if you had a chance to see the TV copy, but in the backdrop on the replay, Sean McVay saw it because, like, at the top of Jared's drop, I mean, his eyes go huge, and he knows that's going to be a touchdown. You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. That was the first thing I actually seen. I was like, oh, yeah, McVay sees it. <laughs> I also wanted to say, look, it's pretty gracious of you to say that you mistimed your jump because I think we all know what really happened. Jared threw – kind of a wobbly duck <laughs> didn't exactly get there when you thought it was going to did it <laughs> yeah it, it hung up in the air a little bit longer than I was expecting it to but you know the, the, the wings were flapping a little bit but you know hey, it's still impressive that he's able to throw a, a 60 or a 40 yard duck you know no question he had some beautiful spirals that weren't caught so it all it all comes around yeah. hey 
the emotion of catching a touchdown in the NFL. I don't know what to liken it to. Maybe you can help me. Like hitting a game-winning shot in hoops or a home run in baseball, maybe a hole-in-one in golf. What's that adrenaline rush like for a NFL receiver? Man, it's it's almost like uh, it's almost like running out of the tunnel on a on a on your first college uh, college game night, man, and, and have that smoke, you know, blowing in your face. You got the got the fans. You know, cheering you on. I mean, it's awesome, man. I think it. I think it also kind of depends on the uh, on the situation of the touchdown. You know, mm-hmm. um, you could be down. I mean, it's it's hard to get excited when you know you when you're losing and, and, and you yeah. score. Um, you know, I think I think it all kind of just depends on the situation. But man, it's 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 no other feeling than than, than scoring an NFL touchdown. Well, on Sunday night, I mean, you're on the road, obviously, but it's still got to be weird without fans oh, even, man. like, reacting negatively, right? No fireworks going off after a big play like that, like you're used to at SoFi or the Coliseum. Yeah, man, I, uh, I was a little bit confused. That's why, you know, when I got up, I kind of looked around, like, you know, is this a touchdown or <laughs> you know, it's usually some kind of noise, maybe some booze or, or you just kind of hear hear the crowd go up and then, and then get real silent, especially on away games, so. You, know, you knew that flag was on the defense, though, right? You weren't concerned about them calling that off. No, nah, I wasn't concerned about it uh, being offense, man. I knew, I knew my man's had his hand all over me. <laughs> I just jumped up. Well, you know, Josh, getting ready for this conversation, I was reminded of how much I miss being down on the sidelines pregame, and here's why: because one of my favorite things to do is to watch your red zone work with the quarterbacks. Uh, there's one catch in particular that you rehearse every Sunday. It's this like leaping one-handed backhanded snag. It's seriously one of the most impressive things to witness in person. Some fans who get there early might know what I'm talking about. I can tell from your smile, you know what I'm talking about. How'd that become part of your routine? Um, it kind of started in college, man. Uh, I, w- I would play around a little bit with, uh, with uh, one of my, my receiver boys, uh, Speedy Noel, and, uh, and we just kind of, uh, once we get all our catches done, we'll we'll, we'll be playing around, throw fifty-yard bombs to each other, see who can who can catch it one hand, you know, one hand backhand and stuff like that. So it kind of just became a competition, and then uh, and then uh, just kind of going through my my career, you know, you realize that sometimes you got to make one-handed catches, you know, sometimes your arm might your other arm might be tangled up or something like that. So um, you know, I I definitely learned that you know it's something you need in your arsenal. Um, so, I mean, I just kind of, I just kind of kept with it. Do you have to coach the quarterbacks that you worked with? Jared, Sean Mannion, Blake Bortles to throw it the way that you want it? Sean, Sean Mannion, he, he, he had that touch on it, man. He, he, he knew exactly how to throw it to me. And, uh, um, Jared hasn't got out there to, uh, to throw that thing yet. So, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm trying to still trying to convince him to get up out there and, uh, and stay a little longer to throw me a couple of those things. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's definitely a fun little fun little thing I like to do before pregame. What's your favorite play of your career so far? Mm. Shoot, it might be the one that hasn't that didn't count last year. It was uh, it was actually against the Bears, and uh, it was it was my long ball that uh that ended up getting uh, wiped off from a a pre-snap penalty, man. So, and I think I think that was probably my favorite one just because I was able to. I was able to show out I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a true deep threat. So, you know, just kind of being able to go out and, and, and get that, you know, 60 yard bomb that, uh, that we had, but you know, too bad it didn't count.
is that the one and, and maybe you're not sure about this reference, but I think when Sean McVay was talking about how the Rams are going to replace Brandon Cooks this offseason, he's like, well, if you go back and you look at that Chicago game, it didn't count, but watch what Josh Reynolds does getting vertical. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, that's exactly the one. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. Hope we see it against the Bears this week. We'll talk about them in, in just a moment. Um, but I did want to say my favorite game of yours, Josh, was the NFC Championship. You really made some winning plays in that one, and the Rams don't win the Super Bowl without you. Like, to me, that, that's that been the highlight of your career. That must have been special in New Orleans. Oh, man, that was, that was an awesome game, just the whole atmosphere. Like, I've never, I've never been in a game like that in my life, you know, and I've been in some, you know, some pretty big games as far as atmosphere-wise, you know, with the Chiefs. Uh, going back to my college career, I had the uh, game against Tennessee that took, like, six hours. Um, but, man, that, that – yeah, man, that, that, that has to be definitely uh, definitely number two on my list. That was deafening, and now you're playing in total silence. I just can't get over it. Uh, how about the toughest one-on-one -on -one matchup you've experienced in the NFL so far? What corner have you seen who's really earned your respect with their coverage? Uh, I'd actually have to say uh, Verrett from, uh, from um, San Francisco last week. Last week, yeah. He's, he, he actually uh, – uh, you know, he's a guy that I haven't really heard too much about and, uh, you know, coming in this week and then, uh, you know, did a lot of film on him. But he's he's, he's actually a pretty good corner, man. And uh, I got to give him give him my respects. You probably hadn't heard a lot about him because he's been hurt your whole career. Ever since you came in the league, he's been battling injury. But, man, you got a firsthand look at what he's like when he's healthy. No kidding. Uh, do you relish the opportunities against Jalen in practice, too? Has that been pretty special over the last year or so? Oh, yeah, man. He he. he Man, he, he definitely gets me better. He definitely gets me better, man. And uh, you know, it's awesome going against a guy like him because you don't see too many uh too many long corners like that that can move like he can. And uh, he definitely just makes me change up uh how I kind of how I kind of go about being a receiver and stuff for sure. So you've referenced like you played in the SEC. You played at the highest level of college football. Defense is littered with future pros, but what was the toughest thing looking back as you kind of wrap up your rookie contract about taking that next step to the NFL for a wide receiver? Um, I think the biggest thing is just uh, the speed of the game. Like a lot of guys say that the speed of the game is different from college and NFL. Um, I would say more of just the, the fact that everybody on the field is just about as fast as you now. And so, you know, just every little movement kind of it, it counts now, you know, from either catching the ball and making a move backwards to go forward. You know, you're getting you're getting tackled by a D lineman now, you know, instead of just catching that ball and, and instantly going uh, north and south upfield. So uh, I think that's the biggest part is just the, the speed of the game and and uh, realizing that everybody's just as fast as you now. You mean like Montez Sweat tracking down Cam Akers a couple weeks ago in Washington, that kind of speed? Yeah, yeah, and that's that's unreal, man. I'm I'm looking at Cam like, man, <laughs> you doing what? Uh, I didn't realize that uh, Sweat ran a four four. So that's yeah, great. that's uh, that's a good welcome to the NFL moment for him. How's that number eleven working out for you? By the way, good to have it back. No, oh, man, I feel at home with it. Oh, it looks good on you, too. Yeah, you got to get a couple of those for the family members, I'm sure, eventually, right? Oh, no kidding. No kidding. Let's look at the Bears now. And you've seen them in each of the last couple of seasons. Based on those experiences, what style of game would you expect on Monday night as they bring in one of the NFL's best defenses? 
Um, they definitely play well together. I can I can tell you that. And um, uh, they 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 don't make a lot of mistakes. You know, a lot of their wins have been from teams making, you know, making mistakes, uh, losing the game themselves and stuff like that. So, um, I think for us it's gonna be a it's gonna be a lot of executing our plays and um, and you know just limiting our our penalties and stuff like that. We got to keep our drives going, stay stay on schedule with the downs, and um, you know pick up our uh, pick up all our calls as far as like offensive line and stuff like that, our blitz pickups and stuff. So I think that's the biggest thing um, looking in on the. Yeah, sounds like a lot of the corrections you guys are already planning on making coming off of that San Francisco loss. So your interests aligned in that regard. If you wouldn't mind, let's let's go back to the spring and summer a little bit. I just want to know, like, I got to think it's strange to be entering a contract year, to see your team draft a player at your position, and then to see that player get a lot of headlines during camp. I'm talking about Van Jefferson, of course, but that's life in the NFL, I guess. I, I've never lived it. Now you have. I'm impressed, Josh, with how you've kind of maintained a steady grip on your role and your responsibility. What's that whole experience been like over the last six, seven months? Yeah, man, like, like you said, uh, it's just the life of a, you know, of a, of an NFL kind of, of a NFL player. So, you know, that's stuff you kind of got to get used to and, uh, and don't hang your head on it, man. There's always, there's always a younger guy coming in and, um, you know, you just got to kind of do your job to, to help him get uh, acclimated with the offense. And then, uh, and then, you know, make your plays, you know, when, when you get, when you get your opportunity. So I think that's what, uh, that's what I've been kind of uh, focusing, focusing on a lot, just, mm-hmm. you know, self, self growth and, you know, as, as well as, you know, getting him all caught up with the offense and uh, making him feel a hundred percent with, with everything he's trying to do. So, um, but I think, I think that's kind of just uh, something that, that, Something that's that I've been I've been working with through this through this whole three you know three years four years I've been with the Rams and stuff just kind of you know taking that step back and you know just trying to learn and stuff so I think that's been the biggest thing for me. I mean that's a great point because no one knows how important that wide receiver four role is to this team and this offense than you do. I mean you've lived it throughout your career and now you've taken a step up and Van's kind of that guy. I mean, the, the odds tell you he's going to have his chance sooner rather than later, right? Yeah, no doubt. And then, you know, I know it's, you know, I, I know it's hard on a young guy coming in, you know, being being a star of the, of the college team and then coming in and having to take a, a back seat to somebody, man. And, um, you know, it's not easy, you know, mm-hmm. even, even though you want to be a great teammate and stuff. But uh, I commend him on that and, uh, you know, being, being awesome, uh, having an awesome personality and, you know, just – Sticking with us, man. Is it equally difficult to keep your mind off the future? I know I wouldn't be able to resist what's coming up next. Uh, no, I don't think it's as hard when you're actually in the in the middle of a season. You know, uh, I'd see it being a little a little more difficult, kind of uh, thinking about that after the season. Because I mean, mm-hmm. I don't really got too much to think about other than that. So uh, right now, I just kind of I kind of buried my head in the in the season. Um, studying teams and, and and making plays right now. Good news for you is the better the season is, the better the options uh, and outcomes are going to be when you do get to that point in the calendar, right? No doubt, no doubt. 
Hey, as we uh, wrap this up, I do want to touch on uh, Coach Eric Yarber and what he's meant to your professional development. Yarbs is just one of the fun people to be around at the Rams facility. I miss seeing him. What do you think is special about his personality and how it's impacted you as a pro early on? Man, I, I think it's just the juice he brings, man. I think I think every day he lives it, you know, like he's having the best day of his life. You know, <laughs> he wakes up in the morning, tells himself, yeah, I'm going I'm to bring it today, you know. And, and so it's just, you know, you, you can feed off of it. You know, you'll be having a bad day and you run into yards and, you know, and that, <laughs> your day just flipped all, did a whole 360 or, or a whole 180. So, um you know, I think I think it's just it. You know, like you said, it's his personality, man. You, you know, we you don't get too many guys like that. Anytime you leave a conversation with Yarbs, you mess around, and be uh, be smiling. You know, don't even know what you're smiling about, man. <laughs> we we all need people like that in our lives, don't we? I'm yeah. glad that you have him. Okay. Uh, one other thing I had to ask you about is Alex Caruso because you overlapped with him at, at a and seems like you followed his championship run in the bubble with the Lakers pretty closely. Can you tell us about uh, going back to college station with Caruso? Oh man, Caruso. I, I, I can tell you, we didn't talk much back at A&M, but uh, we definitely ran into the, uh, we ran into each other at the rec plenty of times. So, uh, you know, cause I, I was a hooper back in, uh, back in high school, you know, back in the day and stuff. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I was always in the wreck and, you know, he's, he's a basketball player. So, you know, they, they stay in the wreck too. And so, uh, you know, it was awesome kind of being at a, being at a, you know, five on five, a couple of football guys, a couple of basketball guys, you know, a little competition. So, you know, I know, but it's awesome seeing like, uh, seeing a and M guys, uh, make it, make it big like that, man. And, and, uh, you know, he being able to, being able to produce on that, like a team like that and, and uh, and have the year he had. That's awesome, man. And you got what a Fetty on the Bears this week as you kind of make the rounds across the NFL. I know you run into Aggies every week. It seems like. Yeah, do got Jermaine. Yeah, yeah. yeah I actually forgot he was on the Bears. This, you know, with Seattle for so long. Uh, you know, it's hard to. <laughs> no doubt. All these movements, man. You don't have any connections to the Dodgers. We should know about right as they pursue their championship. Oh man, I mean, other than uh, no, no, not no, no overlappings there. I mean, I know we got uh, their, their pitcher uh, Kershaw. Yeah, their pitcher ain't mm-hmm. guy, huh? Before your time, though. Uh, he's way older though for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Josh, uh, I've always admired your uh, your work from afar. It's a privilege to get to know you a little bit better on this podcast. Congrats on that first touchdown. And uh, here's to turning it around and, and getting back in the winning ways on Monday Night Football. Yeah, man. Appreciate it, JB. All right. And if you enjoyed our conversation with Josh, please do subscribe to this podcast so that you can be notified when the next episode is available. We thank those of you who left some awesome reviews last week. Liberty, Snow Skater, appreciate you. See you. And uh, hey, the Rams Podcast Network is more robust than ever. We've got Between the Horns, Ramblin' with Serena, Rams Iconic with DeMarco Farr, and Les and Kara Sneed even have a new one, Six Ways to Sunday. Check them out. For Josh, for Jory, Rudy, Travis, and Steph, everyone who contributed to this edition of Rams Revealed, I'm J.B. Long.